Welcome to an episode of the Sports Genes Into the Lab podcast, where sports analysts and experts dissect the latest news from the NBA and NFL, giving you a unique view on some of the hottest topics around your favorite teams. From the fresh field smells of the NFL to the hardwood courts of the NBA and possibly your comfy couch for your fantasy football team. Let's see what kind of news the lab is working with today. Here's your host from the Sports Analytics Headquarters in San Antonio, Texas, Ernest Silva. Let's get started. If you're joining us on Facebook Live, we are live and we are chatting. We haven't even gotten started. Good morning. Welcome to the Into the Lab podcast live episode, of course, in our special Friday morning slot, but live for you on Thursday nights. This is episode 44, and I'm your host, Ernest Silva. Find me at the Sport Gene and powered by the mothership Blue Collar Media Group, where we are back with news and segments today and some good old-fashioned trivia and I didn't wanted to save it for when we were live, but this is the one-year anniversary of ITL. So congratulations, Whoa. guys. You are nice. in the one-year episode. Congratulations no to us. This oh. is it. And we only have like three original members. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep, that is very true. Well, this show's coming to you from the home analytics headquarters in San Antonio, Texas, from my home studio. Uh, but your favorite sports analysts are cooking from all over the world. I'm excited to introduce us again. Before we cue the announcer, we are going to acknowledge a small moment of silence uh, for the week that we've had across our great nation. I appreciate you guys honoring that moment of silence. I do want to say that ITL and Blue Collar Media Group are, do have a special announcement coming with this episode tomorrow. You can hear it when our podcast does get released. But we wanted to let our announcer take it away and let's do some inter- introduction. And now, tonight's starting lineup. From Bali, Indonesia, a beverage connoisseur, wrestling expert for Blue Collar Media Group. Twitter handle at Dre2124, Dre Rogers. Good morning, fellas. Uh, rocking uh, single malt today, so um, <laughs> this will be an interesting episode. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't have it any other way for your an- anniversary there, uh, Dre. From Pittsburgh, contributed or fa- Fantasy Pros, Number Fire, and Blue Collar Media, Twitter handle at Sports Von Dalesell going on guys glad to be back we're uh what four or five weeks away from sports now um i even brought the march madness mustache back so just for the one year anniversary super excited (laughs) guys let's do it (laughs) excited to have you back Vaughn from new hampshire the mind of analytics for blue collar media twitter handle at ace and tatum chris remick what's going on guys back from a long break and i'm excited to talk basketball finally once again (laughs) <laughs> Glad to have you back, Chris. I was just telling I could barely recognize you. It's been so long. I know. Uh, rest in peace to the patchy quarantine beard that uh, got taken off the <laughs> other day. I kept the stash, but, you know, cut a little too short down here. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. From Sarasota, Florida, making his ITL debut, coming with the info from around the diamond, at Bagsman22, Lucas Bagnara. Hey, what's up, everybody? Did I pronounce that right? Me? Yeah, Bagnera. We're good. Bagnera, Bagnera. okay. Yeah. 
Thanks for having me. I'm really excited to be a, a part of this episode in, in, you know, a year. Congrats on that, guys. Uh, so, again, looking forward to bringing you some baseball news. Thanks. And now our, our anniversary is now your anniversary, just so you know that, Lucas. So you got to stay on another year. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And I didn't forget about you from Winnipeg, featured on the podcast, the Institute of Drafting, the 2019 Into the Lab NFL Pick'em Champion, Twitter handle at the Phantom Jazzy, Miles Bloomquist. What's going on, guys? And just uh, since we're talking about facial hair, I have kept the quarantine beard and uh, it's still <laughs> growing strong. So uh, let's see how that goes over the coming weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Miles continuing the puberty. All right. So we're talking about <laughs> the guests on this podcast. And we and I, I left Miles for last because Miles is representing ITL tonight for the trivia segment. But let's talk about two faces you may not recognize. Joining us again, a friend of the show, but also a co-podcast we'd love to, to collaborate with, Rick Sincere of MTMV Sports. How's it going, buddy? Doing well, man. I'm so happy everybody's talking about the hair. I lost a um, Be Your Own Barber challenge, so that's why I'm rocking this um, makeshift mohawk that I did, <laughs> that I did myself. Um, so we'll see, man. The wife likes it so far, so we'll see how long we can keep it. Oh, that's a win right there. That's a win right there. That's all that matters. Now, you may not recognize him at all, but this is a lobster just like one of you joining us, winning the competition, and getting on this show for the trivia segment. He, he says he's going to contribute everywhere. From Wagner, Oklahoma, Davis Cordova. What's up, guys? I'm glad to be on this, this show. Um, thanks, Ernest, for inviting me on. Yeah, absolutely. Anytime we have a lobster on, you're going to be treated like royalty. Trust me, these guys are around just because you listen. So thanks for your listening to our show davis and we wish you the best of luck because these guys are cutthroat they're gonna try to beat the heck out of you i promise you cool. I'm, gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna try i'm gonna try yeah, but, happy steve's not here yeah and when he comes on we'll do his introduction but you'll see how long his intro was how long it took us to go through all of our intros it t it, that's mm -hmm. how long it takes to make steve's intro that, 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 that's that's gotcha. the most ridiculous yep. thing in the world but we have a few segments tonight so the first segment tonight's make it take it that'll be led by chris and vaughn we'll take you into that in just a second the second segment, Don't Put a Cork in It, that's going to be led by Lucas. And if Cade shows up, we'll introduce him as well. If not, I will take over and go with that with Lucas as well. We'll have a fun conversation. Then comes the trivia. Dre Rogers and I will be hosting as we will be sending those trivia questions for a chance to win some money tonight for one of you three lucky competitors. And then Steve, when he comes on, will take over Triple T. So a lot coming at you, folks. Should be a fun half hour to 40 minutes, but let's get started. If you are in the sports world, you are cheering because basketball is back. Now, it's not on right now, but many players are, are advocating for the league to start. 22 teams got that wish. July 31st, we'll be seeing that hardwood again. Take it away, Vaughn. Take it away, Chris, with Make It, Take It. Yeah, I mean, it's it's super exciting that this is finally happening. We knew that it was going to come back some way. They didn't want to scrap the season. So now that it's coming back in Disney, of all places, too, where they could hold all these teams, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be so much fun. It's, it's an interesting format. Um, I'll let Chris kind of talk a little bit about the, the Blazers and a little bit about the format more. But uh, they have, you know, five to six games a day they're going to put on TV. The finals is going to be interesting. They'll have games every other day. Uh, so you could see, you know, after game four, so they could be getting kind of tired because they usually have two, day, two days in between games. Um, but most of the teams are pretty happy with this. I mean, you get 13 teams in the West, nine in the East. Uh, the Wizards are the only, only team in the East. So, you know, the East is pretty much set in stone already. We know it's the three or four teams that are going to contend. But, uh, yeah, the West is what everyone's talking about. So 
Uh, what do you think, Chris? Man, to be honest, I'm just happy basketball is back. Thank you, basketball gods. I do not <laughs> have to see Jason Tatum have his jump season cut short. Um, I'm actually very excited um, for the format. I'm very interested with this Western Conference play-in tournament. Um, mm -hmm. So basically how this is going to go down, the teams that were selected um, that are outside of the playoffs right now were selected because there are six games within the eighth seed. So the eight games are really important for these teams because for everybody really because seeds will shift. But more importantly, for those Trailblazers and those Pelicans teams that are right on the fringe and could really make a push for that eighth seed. Um, interestingly enough, uh, the Blazers are the only team that uh, voted against this uh, kind of Bitches. set. Bitches. They're just against it. Um, they want the easy I feel way. like the reason they wanted it is because they really felt like they could have made a push if they had all of the games and they don't want Dame and CJ getting some mileage on their legs only to kind of fall short in this weird eight-game format. But um, it's really interesting to see, you know, um, between the three seed and the six seed in the West, uh, two and a half games separate those teams. So we could see some major shifts there. Um, teams in the East, like Boston, finally getting some rest. Gordon Hayward and Kemba Walker will be 100%, hopefully. Um, as for Philly, Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid kind of getting back into their rhythm. They'll have a couple games again, Mojo. And then we'll, we'll see what happens with the Brooklyn Nets. Will they play Kyrie if he's healthy? Will they try to implement KD if he wants to play in the playoffs? We will see. Fingers crossed. I really want to see KD uh, this season. Probably not. But, um, yeah, a lot of moving pieces, and it's really exciting to see what will go down. Yeah, I definitely think that the break will help all these teams just because they're going to get that advantage in injury. Like Toronto, for example, was so beat up but still was producing, so now they get that full break. But, I mean, we all know it's going to be Lakers, Clippers, Bucks, and you got, you know, the other team scrapping to be in the mix for it too. Uh, I, I, was, I was pretty hey, interested. Hey, hey, hey. There's a, team there's a there's couple of teams missed there. Celtics are scrapping. The but, like, that, the, this Scrap. period, like Chris said, this period's huge for them. Like, <laughs> Kemba Walker was banged up all year. I mean, uh, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum were having their best seasons. So now that they actually get to continue that, you just have to question how much these players have actually been working out, how much of this, you know, week or two weeks where they're in these training camps are actually going to get them in shape enough, in game shape, to contend every single night. But you also got to think the younger guys in the league, like the Zion Williams, uh, Williamson's, the John Morants, and all these guys are going to have Trey, yeah, Trey Young. They're all going to have like, they're ready to go. They're ready to play 40 minutes. They're young. But then you got the older veterans, you know, that got to get back in shape, would have to be eating right, all that stuff. But uh, the last thing I do want to add is the coronavirus testing is pretty interesting. Um, they're going to have about a four-hour break in between all the games so they can get the court set up and everything, run tests on all the players. Um, if, a if a player does test positive, um, they'll just remove that player from the team and he'll receive treatment, and they'll just test the others and wait for treatment while they play still. So still a risk that it could spread. I mean, you never know, uh, but everyone wants sports back, and I don't think any of us are really going to be complaining. And if the players want to play, then I guess you really can't complain about uh, you know, the negative aspects to it, but it's going to bring a lot of positivity. And I think we, I'm speaking for all of us when this is the best news we can get right now heading into the summer. Now, one player you cannot uh, mistake taking advantage of this coronavirus is James Harden. He's lost 25 pounds. He's in the best shape of his career. 
He looks amazing. If you haven't seen the pictures and the videos of his workouts, he looks absolutely phenomenal. Um, looks like they're going to keep that upbeat offense into this playoff scenario. What are the implications of James Harden? He is fully rested. The tired legs at the end of a, a long playoff run won't be an issue this year. What do you make of the Houston Rockets' chances? Do they go exponentially up with a rested and slim down James Harden, or does it just go a tad bit up? What does that do on the meter for you guys? Um, I think well, it actually helps them a lot. I, like, I think that it's going to take them to the next level just because we've seen Harden fall off the whole time. But, um, I mean – you know the rumors they speak about James Harden. He plays better in the cities with strip clubs, and all the strip clubs are shut down. So, Ernest, I don't know about your boy this year. I, I mean, he has extra energy. That's extra year. energy now, right? He's going to be getting uh, his I'm sleep. I'm just saying. I'm just throwing it out there. I mean, I'm just going to be the fun guy. But I kind of cut Chris off, so I'll let Chris kind of speak on his thing. But I think it helps the Rockets. Westbrook, pretty much. Um, rest helps everybody in this situation. Westbrook and Harden, both, they carry such a huge load on this offense. Um, and with Westbrook kind of converting into that solely slasher, playmaker, kickout guy, um, I think rest only does wonders for him. And for Harden, um, it's always been in the playoffs. He can't get it done. That's been the narrative. And he, it's because he carries an offense for 44, 45 minutes, and then at the end he's gassed. So this, this rest really will help the both of them. I'm not exactly sure how the small ball lineup's going to contest when you're up against guys like Chris Stapps Porzingis and Anthony Davis down low, but we will see what happens. Has anybody seen Zion lately? I just want to know, did he, like, what's his diet like? Or, or sl- you know, has he, he blown down. up? He, he lost 15 pounds. 15? What? He really? lost you 15 figure, pounds. All these players, like, that's not going to be yeah. normal for them. Yeah, he like, did James not gain Harden. weight. I was looking for the Whataburger diet, but no, he actually <laughs> kept – he actually Seriously. kept uh, – he actually kept – I was actually going to talk to you about Zion next, Rick, since I have you. Um, obviously, you're excited, right? Pelicans have a shot to make a yep. run in an – hopefully not an asterisk-filled season because I swear if Houston <laughs> wins this year, they're going to put an asterisk on this. I already know <laughs> it. So, if it's any other team besides Houston, no, we'll make an exception. But if it's Houston, there's a fucking asterisk. So, let's yeah, let's like talk Houston, about – Like the Astros, right? No, we don't talk about the Astros. So uh, when, it, when it comes to uh, the Pelicans, how do you feel about the Pelicans knowing that Zion might have a shot to make a run here? Um, obviously, Portland's been painted as a bad guy in all of this. So people are pulling for the Pels right now. Man, I love I love Zion Williamson at least having a shot. You know, he missed so much of the beginning of the season with injury. Um, if, if, if what you're saying is absolutely – I'm looking for those pictures to see, you know, what, what it looks like, man. I'll but send if you he's the lost, <laughs> I bet if he's lost 15 pounds, that's a great look, man. Um, what we were, you know, concerned about with him going into New Orleans – I mean, I'm from Louisiana, and there's a ton of great food there, and I was so <laughs> scared of him going into that situation and just blowing up because people love to feed you, and they love to feed superstars. And so looking at Zion, I felt like – when he first, you know, got got it going, right? When he first got it going, you saw him go up against a guy like LeBron James and really, like, put work in, right? Like, you saw him go head-to-head with LeBron James and actually play really, really well in those situations. You saw what he was doing points-wise and how he was contributing across the board. Still, they were starting to find their rhythm, starting to find their chemistry right before we went into the quarantine. Now, after all that, right, after we're done with the quarantine, how do they come back? And do they have to reestablish rhythm? Right. Are, are we in that situation where they have to reestablish rhythm, trying to try to get things going again? I think they are. I think they'll be in that situation. And we'll see how, how they do in eight games. But um, because they're young and because, you know, they've been away from each other for a while. Y'all seen um, Lonzo. He's been lifting. Yep. So, um, 
Did y'all see him lift? I saw him <laughs> run. I saw him. That shoulder press was uh, a little concerning over like there. But, uh, I, I saw him run a couple of fly routes, too. He looked like he could play football a little bit. So, no, no, that's exactly how I felt about him lifting weights. I'm excited, bro. I'm excited. That's, that's, that's well, where I am with I, I agree with you, though. Like, thinking about how many points that the Pelicans were scoring. I mean, they were leading the league in scoring over a 15-game period. The Orlando Magic were as well. Then you throw in the Washington Wizards, who's always up there. You know, you get these teams that have these breaks. Like, this could either be detrimental to them or they reestablish that chemistry. And this actually, they can make a run. Because even a team like, like the Phoenix Suns are in this tournament. Like, they have no business competing for a playoff spot. Never but, doubt Aaron Baines. But, <laughs> legend, all I'm saying. But, uh, yeah. You got Booker, you know, and eight, and like something could happen in eight, seven, eight games, you know. But you know, uh, all I'm saying is, there's two players that you know didn't lose weight; they're in still great shape, and they're ready to win a championship. LeBron and Kawhi, and that's what it's going to come down to. Maybe mm. yeah. too. I, I mean, you got to hope that Paul George gets healthier, obviously, with the time off as well. Uh, for the Celtics fan, uh, fans, and for the Celtics analysts I have on here, let me ask you: uh, this time is probably beneficial for Kemba too, because Kemba was was going through the injury battle. How do Celtics? Uh, how do the Celtics react to this? Are we feeling good because the team's healthy again, or are we still have injury prones with the Celtics? Well, I mean, um, I did a, I did an article not too long ago discussing what would look like if this were to happen, and they're going to have to face off against Philadelphia most likely. I think that there's not going to be a lot of seed changes in that sort of area. The East is pretty set, like Vaughn said. Um, they were on a really cold streak before the NBA season ended. I think they had lost like six of their last seven or eight games so that was really concerning so now they, that cold streak's probably long gone now they're going to be warmed up they're going to be healthy that's going to be really good to see this is Kemba's second time in the playoffs and you know that's a little bit concerning because you know in Charlotte he never got that attention so now he's going to go straight into the limelight playing with Jason Tatum who like Vaughn said having that crazy year and I'm so happy to see that's not getting cut short Jalen Brown's playing or been playing phenomenal but the guy I want to highlight is Marcus Smart, who's going to be super vital going into the playoffs because of how good he is at defending, how well he took care of Giannis, how well he'll take care of guys like, you know, let's say they get to the finals and they have to face off against LeBron. Marcus Smart might play better defense against LeBron than Tatum would, in my opinion. So it's good to see that these guys are finally coming together. Um, a little bit of concern in that front court since they've been playing with some of those small ball, and Ennis Cantor hasn't been that great as a center, but... I don't know. I'm excited. They're healthy. The chemistry has been up, so it's going to be good to see. Chris, you want to add anything onto that before we switch on? Yeah, well, um, it's the one thing I'm concerned about is we saw this at the beginning of the season um, when Tatum went through his little, uh, like, one or two-month beginning of the season. He was shooting mid-30s from the field. Dude just couldn't really find a rhythm, just didn't really seem like he had it. And then he Kemba kind of took the step back because he was getting hurt a little bit. He was out of the lineup, and they kind of put that number one scoring option on Tatum, and then he had an incredible January and kind of just took off from there. Um, what I want to see in these eight games are Walker, Brown, Tatum, and Hayward all in the same court at the same time playing well, because we've seen these guys in duos or trios or the, all of them performing okay or well, um, not as a full unit because of the injuries. And I think that's what's going to be so important for Gordon Hayward and Kemba Walker, because those two are so crucial to the offense. Um, so having those guys back and kind of figuring out what Brad's going to do with the amount of touches. Um, but rest for smart is key too. that guy is the defensive anchor. He's the defensive guru. He gets everybody going. So it's really important that he's out there. 
Okay. All right. Way too early predictions. Western Conference Finals going around. Chris, you're first on my screen. Western Conference Finals. Um, I got the Lakers and the Clippers going at it, and I got the Clippers in seven. Wow, I ain't giving me a prediction. I didn't want that yet. I didn't want that yet. Rick, I'm going to you next. Western Conference Finals, way too early predictions. I'm going uh, Lakers and um, Lakers and Clippers as well. I'm going Lakers in four. I'm getting a prediction. Oh, my oh. gosh. Oh, wow. Okay. Vaughn, going <laughs> to you next. Oh, I, I got that up. Oh, so no, <laughs> I'm going to go Lakers, Clippers, of course. Sorry, Ernest. Uh, I got the Lakers in seven. Yeah, Lakers and seven. I'll figure out how to put egg on faces once we get to the Western Conference for real. <laughs> Miles, going to you next. Who do you have? You guys are way too hung up on those Lakers Clippers shit. They're not one of those teams is getting eliminated. Completely but I obviously, agree. I think LeBron's making it to the Western Conference Finals. I mean, it's hard to keep LeBron out of the championship spot, but it's not going to be the Clippers, in my opinion. I think it's going to be the Mavericks. I think the Lakers and Mavericks square off in the Western Conference Finals. Oh well. That's a shocker there. Davis, you've been quiet. I know NBA is your thing, too. You're a Thunder fan on here, and you're the guest, so I'm going to be nice. Who do you have Western Conference Finals? All right. Uh, I got Lakers, Clippers, um, Lakers in six. Okay. All right. Lucas, no one's you have, you have no any one's dog in the LeBron fight? and Davis. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I'd, I'd really like to, see, uh, like to see the Lakers in Houston. Um, think Hardaway would come across real strong. Um, but I think Lakers are going to win it all regardless of who they're playing. Wow. I, I liked that that bit all the way to the end. But you know what? For your first time on the show, it's a great way to suck up. <laughs> I definitely have Lakers, Rockets, Rockets in six. I think the Rockets will win and then we're going to make the finals. I mean, if it's an asterisk year, it's all Houston, right? I mean, how do you exactly. bet against them? It's an asterisk year. All right. Well, thank you. That was Make It, Take It, our first segment of the night. And we're going to move on to our second segment, which, Lucas, I'm glad you're on my screen because that's going right to you. Big news in the MLB, rifts and, and chain reactions and where's the money going. So, Lucas, take it away with Don't Put a Cork in It, our MLB segment. Yeah. So, a lot of drama right now in the MLB. In a time where our great American past is needed the most. Uh, we're, we're kind of being spit in the face of the public and for watching, you know, the MLB and the MLBPA kind of battle this out together. And, and unfortunately, right now, it, it everything that, you know, you're able to read on it seems like it's, it's, uh, it's a power and struggle for money, which obviously, you know, we, we could expect. But um, obviously, the MLB kind of proposed their counter. Um, and that was 114 game season. Uh, they said they were not willing to take any other financial cuts. They didn't want to take any cuts in salaries. What they had agreed on before was that they would take a prorated salary uh, based on the number of games they played. So it makes sense that the MLB is wanting to counter with higher games, 114 games compared to, I think, the um, original, I want to say, 82 games. That, it was 82. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 82 games that MLB offered. And um, – you know, 114 games would definitely give them uh, more of their salary, which is in their interest. Um, and I, and I, can, I can kind of get on board with that. A lot of people have this idea of, of the selfishness of players about money, but imagine you're making 20 million a year and they're saying, hey, we, we're gonna take away that money while this happens. That's, you know, possibly $15 million that people won't get back. Um, that's a lot of money to lose. But at the same time, um, the fighting back and forth and not willing to negotiate any longer has kind of put MLB on the standhold and they're saying, you know, we're not really waiting to, or we're not willing right now to make a counter. 
Um, but I personally think that this has a very, very long, I don't think this is going to come to an agreement by July 1st. I think that this might even push maybe even until August with a very short season, 60 games possibly with an extended playoff. Um, mm. Obviously, extend the playoffs means more revenue and income playoff baseball is exciting um uh, both sides seem to want to expand the amount of teams in the playoffs which i think would be great um most mlb fans um, even people who who've played the game before would say even a cut down version of the season of 162 games would be a great idea um in general um but it seems like there are some things that they're willing to compromise on so mlb definitely is wanting to um everything that was proposed by the MLB, the MLBPA is agreeing with in terms of safety conditions. So that's looking like uh, regional competition. So the AL East, NL East, those teams will stay in those Eastern regions. Um, I, they're also agreeing on um, a DH for both leagues, which would kind of be a huge pivot point and, and big thing that happens in the history of baseball. That's been something that's been talked about forever. Um, there are uh, some other agreements that they have um, come to, but mostly it seems like a lot of the, the tie-up here is money-related. And for the fans watching this, um, it's kind of hard to swallow. You know, we're talking about hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars and, and billions of dollars that some of these teams are, are bringing in and the players are bringing in and, and the fans are kind of left sitting on their couch like, I just want a beer. I want to watch opening day. I want to watch the first strike of the season thrown. So it's, it's, uh, it's a frustrating, frustrating thing for me personally. But, um, I mean, I do see both arguments from the MLB and, and the MLBPA. Now, when you talk about the average baseball watcher, you really only tune into October anyways. You want to see what teams are there, the excitement of a one-game playoff. Absolutely. When you talk about expanding the playoffs, do you mean like NBA style, eight teams on each side, multiple game series? Are you talking about, okay, we're going to have four one-game playoffs and we're going to drive this big excitement for oh, two weeks straight? Or what, what, what have you heard has been kind of those – models of what playoffs? Yeah, so the, the main model that I see, I think one of the offers was a 14-team playoff. And okay. I think starting off with shorter rounds and as, as you get closer into the, um, the finals, games will obviously extend. I think they were talking about um, extending the uh, month base of – so I know the MLB at one point was wanting to um, – let me see. I think the players were wanting to extend it past October, but I think the MLB kind of said, no, that would not be in the best interest of the players just because of everything going on with COVID-19 and saying that anything past October in the regular season would just be a higher risk of any exposure. Okay. All right. Now uh, I want to talk about the little guy a little bit because all of us, we haven't even preached the question yet, but triple uh, a baseball and farm mm -hmm. leagues that kind of mimic what's going on with the MLB are these systems basically dependent on MLB baseball or are, are the leagues going to get on their way and, and have they been cut? I mean, what if, what are the rumors around the smaller leagues? So we look at the smaller leagues and, and it's interesting as I was looking into them, I, I realized that each smaller league is, is kind of its own, um, each team within the, the um, MILB is kind of its own business. And so you've seen MILB teams that are actually trying to get those business loans that the country has kind of, allowed to happen because of COVID-19 and and it's actually a scary thing that so we have to think if the MLB decides to 
not come to, you know, if MLB and the players do not come to an agreement, we not only look at missing an entire year of the sport, which for the commissioner of MLB would look absolutely terrible. It'd be worse than the 94 World Series. He already looks terrible. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's not looking good. Um, but then you also have the M, uh, you have the minor leagues, and you got to understand that not only do the minor league depend on the MLB to go in order to move players around, but the MLB kind of, in a way, relies on the minor leagues. So right now it's looking like the MLB is offering um, to provide those that have MLB um, salaries or that are, are kind of bouncing back and forth, they're willing to offer them pay, but everyone else is, is right now getting $400 per week um, unless they're on some type of other um, – I've read a lot of the players already have some type of um, stipulations in their contract that pays for housing, that pays for food and those kind of things. So they're remaining to get that. But um, without a minor league system, if, you know, if the minor leagues aren't able to generate revenue, which means having people come and watch games, they don't get any TV, you know, there, there's no fame for them in that sense. Right. They don't generate income in there. Um, the minor league teams are going to run out. They're going to go out of business. And that would be a terrible thing for the MLB. That would really hurt some of the farm. I mean, I'll tell you guys right now, you can see my shirt. I'm a diehard Yankee fan. Uh, you Yankee fans, the, 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 the farm system, you know, if that were to be cut out uh, for any team, um, you know, you have. You pay players from the other systems. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here we go. All right. Sorry, that's not, that's not the Yankees' fault. There's no cap limit in baseball. I, I would just, exactly. I, would just which, I mean, and that cap limit also goes into, I mean, there's no cap limit, which is why this whole 50-50 revenue split right now is a really big argument for the MLB. But and back Great. to the, the minor leagues, it's, it's really difficult for these minor league teams right now. A lot of them are looking at um, possibly going out of business, and that would not be good for baseball in general. So you have – you have analysts, you have players, you have uh, fans that are just, you know, the season needs to get underway sooner rather than later. Um, because right now we're talking about um, maybe a little collapse of, of MLB itself if, if this does not get going. Now, Lucas Bagnera, making your debut on Don't Put a Cork on It. I, you know, we now know who your favorite team is. So I don't have to ask you that question, but you played a little baseball yourself, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, I played uh, obviously some high school ball, and then um, I did play a couple years at uh, South Florida State College, two-year JUCO, um, and then uh, went on to play uh, NAIA Division One for University of the Cumberland up in Kentucky. Oh, um, so yeah, fun, fun competitive ball, um, and yeah, I mean, I miss those days, and, and uh, that's why I think I'm such a big fan of, of baseball today, just my whole life growing up with baseball, and, it's tough to, to be on the sidelines and watching the, the, you know, MLB season just wait and wait and wait and, and knowing that there's, there can be some, some pretty big repercussions if the season doesn't get moving. So one of our favorite sports analysts, and I appreciate you sharing that, one of our favorite sports analysts, Max Kellerman, <laughs> he uh, decided to say that the MLB is uh, not one of the top four sports Wait, no, he was talking about the NHL. Let's talk about that, though. The NHL wasn't one of the top four sports in America, and that conversation on Twitter took to say, well, the MLB itself is not one of our top four sports in America. So I want to ask you guys, and this is for the room, so we can all kind of jump in here. What are the top four professional sports leagues 
in America? And I'm going to start with you, Lucas, and then I'll work around the room starting with Rick after that. Um, so if you're asking me for my personal opinion, it's baseball, 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 baseball. But, <laughs> <laughs> but if, we're, if we're talking realistic, um, obviously you have, uh, especially from a revenue standpoint, you have the NFL first, NBA second, I think it's the MLB that's third. And I would venture to say that the NHL is probably up there in fourth, or at least it's exciting to watch. Okay. All right. So the top four, Rick, what about you? Is the MLB make your top four and does the NHL make top four? Well, what it does is it's football, 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 and then basketball. So. <laughs> 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 All right. But, um, but no, I, I, I do believe there is, um, I think he was wrong. He knows he was wrong. Right. Cause <laughs> <laughs> so it's football. Um, it's football. I think baseball, um, basketball and, and absolutely hockey. Right. Um, there's so many people who love the sport, so many people who watch it. I would love to sneak soccer in there, but I don't think the love is as much here, right, as it is everywhere else. And so, um, yeah, I, I, I think he's absolutely wrong on that. Yeah, it's in there. Chris, you crept up on my screen next. What do you think? What are the top four professional sports leagues in America? Um, you know, I'd go with what uh, the room's reading right now. Uh, I personally would put NBA number one because, you know, I'm a basketball guy. Uh, can't get enough of that NBA ball. Um, NFL second, MLB third, and NHL fourth. Um, but I do want to point out, uh, I'm a huge MLS guy. My friend from college really got me into that. Um, and it is a fast-growing yeah, yeah. sport here. And so hopefully it gets to the point where it can compete with those four and really make a case for itself. But um, it is fast-growing right now. Hey, look, out here, I'm in Atlanta, y'all. And so, um, you know, here, when the Falcons don't deliver, which is often, the... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Miles likes that one. He's him laughing over there. <laughs> the, the soccer team really stepped up, right? And then people start going crazy, man, over Atlanta United. I'm talking, I mean, I'm, I'm a professor, so all my, te- uh, my students are like, hey, Doc, you got to go to a game, man. It's going to be awesome. It's crazy in there, man. And so um, it sells out all the time. It's crazy down here. So you're right, the MLS is picking up. Miles, you popped on my screen next laughing at that. What do you think about it? Top four professional leagues, and then give me your take on the Falcons, too. Well, uh, I'll start with this. I'm a Canadian, so I can give you the top four sports in Canada, which is uh, hockey, 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 and then the CFL. <laughs> um, but, and, but, if you're t- <laughs> but if you're talking the four most watched Good. sports in America, if you look at the stats, actually, it's the NFL, and then it's the NBA, and then it's the NHL, and then it's the MLS. The MLS actually has more views than the MLB right now. And that's, I mean, like, when you're having a 162-game season, baseball is played every day. Baseball is played at 12 p.m. when people are at work. It's hard to get into baseball because most of the games are being played at times when no one gives a shit to watch because they're at work, they're at school, or they just don't want to watch freaking three-hour baseball where one play happens every five minutes at freaking 12 o'clock when you could be outside doing whatever the hell you want, playing baseball yourself, which is even more fun. So they need to fix how they need to make baseball more interesting. They need to get fans in the stands. They need to get viewership on TV. And that's a big issue because like Lucas said, it's America's pastime. It's what America needs. Baseball is rooted in so much tradition and I love baseball too. And I'm a Tigers fan and I have to go through a lot of dread with the Tigers, but I still watch it, but it's just, it needs to be a little more interesting. It needs to be faster because you got to think NFL played at a super fast rate. 
And that's a game where you have huddles every five seconds, picking mm-hmm. plays, a 40-second game clock, and yet they're still going at a super fast pace. Obviously, the NBA, you're scoring every minute, every second pretty much. And then the NHL, it's just up and back and forth, even though there's not a lot of scoring in that. Well, sometimes there can be, but you got hitting all over the ice. It's back and forth in one end, taking shots, loud slappers. There's a lot of great sounds in sports. I think that's the big thing. When you look at baseball, obviously, there's nothing that matches the sound of just cranking a home run out. But that's it. That's it. There's not a lot of great things that happen in baseball other than a great home run and a walk-off and stuff like that. So I think that's what needs to be a little more interesting in terms. And if you want my take on the Falcons, well, I mean, I'm sure so excited for 2020. That's all I got to say. <laughs> Forget about the past. But the <laughs> that's spoken like a true fan there. One of our listeners and a good friend of mine, Fernando Perez, has asked, where does WWE stand? for all of you um hmm. and i know i haven't gotten devon and davis yet but i don't know if it's top four for me and another another one of our fans uh dan and i did say lucas go astro so vaughn i'm going to <laughs> pick you next uh top four uh professional leagues I mean, in america sports leagues. Miles, miles definitely hit the nail on the head and I, i'm glad everyone kind of brought the soccer aspect because you definitely see the, the, the traditions in uh, american soccer starting I think that happened a couple years ago with all the World Cup teams and the success, especially the women's team that they have had. But um, even my little cousins that grew up in a football town, uh, they're all playing soccer and they're they're very good. And I like I'm I'm impressed with seeing that that kind of shift here. And um, I actually interned for what's now the Penn Football Club. It used to be the Harrisburg City Islanders. By in college, and I saw really uh, communities come together for soccer. I mean, 18,000 people in, in stands out in Cincinnati and these smaller minor league teams. So, and I think in 10 years, soccer is going to be one of the top four. Um, if they're not now, I mean, with the stats that Miles provided, they already are basically viewer-wise. But um, I, I think right. overall, overall, they would be uh, top four for sure. And I think they would take over hockey for me probably. I mean, I, I don't really – I don't – I can watch a hockey game and not bet on it, but I can watch a baseball game without betting on it. Yeah, I'll put it that way. So true. That is a true betting perspective. Way. Yeah, and I mean, like my girlfriend, for example, after everyone feels the same way, babe, do you want to watch a, a baseball game on TV? No. Do you want to? You want to go to the game? Yes. And I think that's that's a thing. I think that's a separate. You have too many games in baseball, um, and like Miles said too, the Monday two o'clock games, four o'clock games. You're just you're just looking at your phone, checking it. You're not going to the yeah. game. Although yeah, I am excited absolutely. to see the all-day NBA schedule for games all day, like the summer right. league, like that's I'm going to get be fun. No work done. That's what that's what they're <laughs> coming back with. I'm really excited about that. Davis, you represent our listeners. I'm going to ask you the top four professional leagues. T- tell us what our listeners think. Don't make all right. That. So, how I rank leagues is their commissioners. So okay. NBA is going to be first. Um, MLB is probably dead last because no one likes Rob Manfred. (laughs) Um, Probably NHL second just because their their commissioner is better than uh, Goodell. And then NFL third and MLS fourth. I'm fucking sorry. I'm not to interrupt you there. If you think Gary Bettman is a better commissioner than Roger Goodell, then you've either been smoking meth, crack, or heroin. So uh, I'm just going to leave that there. You went from two stimulants to a downer. (laughs) <laughs> those, are, those are fighting words and miles is just getting ready for the trivia i promise he's not this cutthroat but that 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 wraps up y'all segment on this but let me give you mine i think we're forgetting one sport and it's nascar i think nascar really has a huge following 
I mentioned this online and I got a lot of people agreeing with me. Um, that following is huge. Have you ever been to a NASCAR event? Those people are crazy and it's also jam packed with people no matter where you're at. So I got to put NASCAR in there as an honorable mention, but I'm with y'all. I think NFL, MLB and NBA, I don't have a certain order, although I'm biased, I'm NBA, but I'm going to say NFL is probably number one for American standards. And then you have NBA, MLB in that order. And then it comes up with NHL after that. I think the longevity of the NHL over the MLS, but MLS is booming, guys. That is a huge is. following. But it let's is. not forget that if something grows in the next 10 years, esports may be up there in 10 years from now because that following's even bigger with how many gamers and streamers we have out there. So just keep a lookout okay. for that. Lucas, I mean, like, you point, actually, I, I just want to point this out there. Like, you said WWE, and I mean, that's obviously sports entertainment, but if you want to mention sports entertainment, you got to think UFC is fucking huge. Say, too. That's big. true, too. Yeah. Internationally, I freaking love watching you. I love watching UFC more than I love watching WWE. And I think if, like, you look at the stats, because obviously you're, you're going to separate professional sports from sports entertainment, but if you put them all together, I think UFC would be top four over MLS for sure. Yeah, definitely can't wait for that Anderson McGregor fight. I just want to say, Lucas, you hit it out of the park. No pun intended. That wraps up. Don't put a cork in it. That's brought to you by Taquito Express, where you can get all-you-can-eat tacos for $7.99 down in Brownsville, Texas. Follow them and mention ITL for 10% off on Facebook today. All right, so that brings us to our segment, featured segment of the night, and for some of you the morning or some of you the daytime during the weekend, but it is our home field advantage trivia segment where it looks like I'll be playing host by myself. Dre never popped on. That Indonesian Wi-Fi gets him every time. So we have 10 trivia questions for our Labster, Davis Cordova, our ITL Pick'em champion, Miles Bloomquist, and our guest podcast, Rick Sincere of MTMV Sports. Some of you might be wondering, why do we call it the Home Field Advantage Trivia? Well, that's because you'll catch some ITL people on MTMV Sports in the upcoming weeks, as we'll be going to one of their episodes and playing guests on their podcast. So it's like the college football, home and home. We're going to be coming over there, and they're going to come over here, so we're splitting it up. So glad you guys are doing it. Let's get the trivia started. How this is going to work, I'm going to give you guys the question. I'm going to give you four choices. You have five seconds to answer. It's going to be quick. Computers off. I don't want to see you guys typing quickly. <laughs> I'm watching the fingers. Our ITL sports scientist, Chris Von and Lucas, will be watching your screens. Let's go. Number one, who led the NFL in passing yards in 2019? Dak Prescott, Phillip Rivers, Drew Brees, or Jameis Winston? Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston. <laughs> Do I have to answer to James Winston? Yes. Yeah, everybody answers. Uh, James James. Well, not you guys, but the other three. All right, so everybody, everybody, everybody gets a point, so you guys keep track of your points. Here we go. Number two, who led the NFL in rushing yards in 2019? Christian McCaffrey, Ezekiel Elliott, Derrick Henry, or Lamar Jackson? Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry. All right, so two points. I told you guys are going to ease you into it. It's going to get much harder. Who led the NFL tackles in tackles in 2019? Bruce Wagner, Luke Keekley, Blake Martinez, or Jalen Smith? Bobby Wagner? Bobby Wagner. Oh, that's what I said. Bobby yeah, Bobby Wagner. Wagner. My bad. Bobby Wagner. They got it anyways. They all got it anyways. Miles turned his camera off so we don't see that he's looking it up. All right. Mm. So, in 2019, who kicked the longest field goal in the NFL? Brett Maher, Will Lutz, Greg Zerline, or Mason Crosby? Brett Maher. Yeah, I got to go Brett Maher. 
Two seconds, Ray. Mayfin, Mayfin, Mayfin. It is Mayher, 63-yard field goal. <laughs> All right. You know so, Rick Rick finds Mayher. himself behind. What were you going to say? What were you going to say? I know that because I played Madden so much, and I remember all of a sudden he had 99 kick power, so I got to go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) One kick, one in the 99. So Miles with four points, Davis with four points, representing the Labster Strong, and Rick with three. Strong, but coming up from behind. Now, who led the rookie-wide receivers in targets in 2019? A.J. Brown, Debo Samuel, D.K. Metcalf, or Scary Terry McLaurin? DK uh, Ter- Terry McLaurin. Wait, say, say the name of the game? A.J. Brown, Debo Samuel, D.K. Metcalf, or Terry McLaurin? Mm, A.J. Brown. It is not A.J. Brown, and it is not Terry McLaurin. It is D.K. Metcalf. Okay. And the Lapsters take the lead. 5-4-3 at the halfway point. Lapsters looking to get that money. All right. Question number six. How many current head coaches have more than 100 wins all time on their resume as part of a coaching staff? Two, four, six, or eight? Four. Good question. How many current head coaches? Mm-hmm. More than 100 wins. Um, two. I'll say, like, as a part of a coaching staff, you say. Correct. So that means that they're not just head coaches. Hitting that five-second mark, Miles. Uh, <laughs> six. 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 So none of you are right. It is eight. Oh, Belichick, okay. Reed, Tomlin, Carroll, Peyton, McCarthy, Harbaugh, and Gruden all have That's more than crazy. 100 wins. Yeah, no, that, is, that is a lot. That's a big stat. That is a big yeah. stack. That is correct. All right. So mm. number seven, scores stay the same. Rick's trying to find some luck here. Which two players recorded 19 scrimmage touchdowns this past season? Aaron Jones and Christian McCaffrey, Christian McCaffrey and Derrick Henry, Austin Eckler and Christian McCaffrey, Christian McCaffrey and Ezekiel Elliott. McCaffrey and Aaron Jones. Yeah, I'm going to go A as well, McCaffrey and Jones. Give me Austin Eckler and Christian McCaffrey. It is Jones and McCaffrey. So, Lapsters and ITL both get a point. Rick's falling behind here. Rick Dang. has to finish with all of these correct and hope that they get some luck. Here we go. All right. Number eight. How many players had more than 100 receptions? A, four, B, two, C, six, or D, five? D. I'm going to go C, six. What's it? What's the, what's the choice again? How many players had more than 100 receptions? Four, two, six, or five? Four. It is five. So we have Michael Thomas, Christian McCaffrey, Keenan Allen, DeAndre Hopkins, and Julian Edelman. So ITL pulls into the tie, and Labsters and Sports Scientists going head-to-head. Rick's going to be playing for fun. Who led the NFL in sacks in 2019, J.J. Watt, Cam Jordan, Shaquille Barrett, or Chandler Jones? Shaquille Barrett. Shaquille Barrett. All right, everybody gets a point. I snuck that easy one in there, and it's going to come down. It's going to come down to this: Who was the 2019 NFL Pick'em Champion on ITL? Your host, Ernest Silva, the General Steve Reisner, the man with all the picks, Von Dalezell. Or the player's player, 
Miles Bloomquist. <laughs> Miles Bloomquist. Miles. <laughs> It is Miles, so everybody gets a point on that one. I just wanted to throw that out. I went in there for fun. Um, so, what, where are we standing on points right now? David's it's a tie. Are we tied right now? Yeah, yeah. I think it's between uh, Miles and um, Miles and David's a tie. Oh man, let me get. How my many tie points am I behind right now? Well, You're I know Miles has seven. Rick, I'm pretty sure you have four, and Davis has seven. So you're you're behind by so, quite a bit. Wait, wait, wait. No, no, so no, no. I I I got the last two. Oh, oh, that's that's right. You're at five. My bad. What so we're, we're saying, in overtime. If we're in overtime now, and I think you said that we're going to go until someone gets it right. Mm-hmm. Does that mean that Rick can technically come back now? <laughs> technically, yes. if Rick right. were to get four in a row right, and you guys Let's miss four Rick. in a row, Let's go to work. Let's, Let's go, go to work. work. <laughs> season. Let's go to work. Let me get my tiebreaker sheet out. Moment of truth. Here's like a timeout. Uh, we'll go ahead and honor the Triple Double Basketball Academy, brought to you for this trivia section. Uh, sign your kids up now. Uh, Rick, how you feeling having to come back from down? Do you feel like you have it in you? I feel amazing, man. Um, honestly, um, um, I, my, I always name my, my fantasy team something spectacular because I'm always waiting for something <laughs> spectacular to happen. And this is it. Right now, you guys are about to witness something spectacular. So let's go to work. <laughs> we need to save that Love clip. That. that last 10 seconds. <laughs> spectacular. Anything anyone's ever said? Uh, Every time I went on my bets on Twitter, word. spectacular. I'm just playing that. I'm going to write that down. <laughs> I'm not going to play uh, Atlanta Falcons in the Super Bowl. So I'm not, not going to do that. Something spectacular. All right. So in 2019, how many touchdowns were made in total? One thousand three hundred seventy-one, one thousand three hundred thirty-eight, one thousand three hundred ten, or one thousand three hundred thirty-two. One thousand three hundred thirty-eight. So I got two people at the same time. So Miles, what was yours? Uh, we both said thirty-eight. And Rick. Mm. You want to begin? Thirty-eight as well. You're all wrong. So we continue forward. It was one thousand three hundred thirty-two. Mm. Fuck. That's what all I right. guessed. All right, guys. Let's try another big one, all right? What were the total amount of points scored in mm. 2019? 11,985? 11,680? 11,952? Or one? 11,050. Yeah, C. <laughs> Whatever that number was. I'm going with B here. It is B. Rick gets a point back. He's catching <laughs> yeah, up now in overtime. Rick is making his statement right here. Okay. Spectacular is about to happen. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. 2019 saw a very high completion percentage for quarterbacks. What was that completion percentage overall for quarterbacks in the NFL? 63, 62.6, 62.7. Sixty-three point nine. Sixty-three point five. All right. Say it one more time. The, the NFL <laughs> saw quarterbacks have a high completion percentage overall. Was it sixty-three percent? Was it sixty-two point six, sixty-three point five, or sixty-four point nine? Sixty-four point. Rick is officially eliminated. It is 63.5. So Davis and Miles are here at the end. 
Man, this is nerve-wracking for you guys. All right. So we saw an exuberant amount of touchdown passes as well in the NFL, uh, placing them in the top five overall all-time for quarterbacks throwing touchdowns. Let's talk about that number. Overall in 2019, how many touchdowns were thrown by the entire league? Was it 847, 797, 842, or 807? 842. Uh, what, was, what were the first two? The first one was 847 and 797. I'm going to go with the 847. You're both wrong. It was 797. Oh, we have got to get a winner here somehow. No. I'm going to pick a number in my head. Okay, so no. when, we talk, when we talk about quarterbacks who threw at least 25 touchdown passes, there was only four who threw at least 30. Name me the top quarterback who threw the most touchdown passes this year. Dak Prescott? Russell Wilson, Lamar Jackson, or Jameis Winston? <sighs> Lamar. Lamar Jackson. It is Lamar Jackson. You guys are just too good. This is crazy. You're throwing away. I'm, I'm running out of questions here. I'm going to have to start digging. All right. So when we're talking about the NFL, uh, we, we really want to talk about uh, rushing touchdowns, right? And so rushing touchdowns in the NFL, there was at least seven players who scored 10 rushing touchdowns this past year. Name me the player who scored the most rushing touchdowns in this NFL season. Dalvin Cook, Ezekiel Elliott, Todd Gurley, or Derrick Henry? Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry. Golly, it is Derrick Henry. You guys, are, you guys are just monsters here. All right, here's the moment of truth, the tiebreaker. We had at least 26 running backs that had 1,000 scrimmage yards. Um, eight of them had at least more than 1,500. Name me how many uh, total yards the top running back had from the, the uh, scrimmage, passing and uh, or cat, receiving and rushing combined. Give me a number. The most scrimmage yards all season? All season. Just give me the number what you think. The number one running back had all season. 2109. Um, I'll take 2230. It is 23.92. The Labsters win it. <laughs> the listeners take the win. Congratulations, Davis. I'll let you make your speech for the first ever trivia winner of the home field advantage. Well, take it away, I Davis. Wanna, uh, I just want to thank um, the Thunder for being the fifth <laughs> seed, first off. And I want to thank for uh, Chris Paul staying here, being truthful. And then um, I want to thank the Bears for taking a lot of tight ends. They have about 11 on the roster, <laughs> so that's pretty funny. And then no, I just want to thank Ernest for inviting me on. Hey, man, that's a good way to end that one. I was cringing <laughs> through half of it. I appreciate you, Davis, <laughs> for being one of our most dedicated listeners and for competing. Look in your DMs on Twitter for what the results will be and how you can get your gift card. Thank you for playing, Davis. The Labsters take round one. Miles, how do you feel after finishing in a close second? Damn, I was so sold on the was it, it was McCaffrey, right? It, Christian it was Chris McCaffrey. It was yeah. twenty three ninety two. Yep. And Rick knew it. Rick was dying over there. You should have seen his face. 
I, I'm big bad about that. I really, I was sold that it was like, I knew he had the 1,000, 1,000 because I called that before the season started. And I was, I was so sold on that. I swear it was only 2,100, but uh, <laughs> I was wrong there. So uh. well, I, I'll tell you what, that was fun. And Rick, I'm going to give you the final 30 seconds of the segment. How do you feel, buddy? Man, I feel great. Um, a phenomenal win by Davis. Good job, man. Miles, man, you know, I, I've seen you on Twitter and I've been waiting to, to go head to head with you. I wanted to beat you just because you, <laughs> you hate the Saints fans so much. But, uh, <laughs> but I did not get that mission accomplished tonight. Um, I'm geeked to be here, man. Thank you all so much for inviting me. You know, Rick, I, I, I wanted you guys to come on and be a guest on here, but I'm going to give you the chance to plug away, right? Tell everybody where they can find you, where they can listen to your content and, and watch you guys. Absolutely. Yo, you can go to YouTube and you can check out MTMV Sports. We are, we are dropping constantly, man. We have so many different segments, so many different shows. It's a podcast network. So if you definitely, if you're you know, into the Chiefs, we have a podcast for you. If you're into basketball, we have a podcast for you. It's called Hard in the Paint. If you're into football, we have a podcast for you as well. There's so many different podcasts on our network. You can check us out almost anywhere you listen to podcasts. You can check us out on Apple. You can check us out on Spotify. You can find us anywhere. MTMV Sports, we're dropping new episodes daily so ch check us out man we love you and if you're like you know what sometimes i like to listen to my podcast with music awesome we have a show for you too right the mtmv sports and music show which drops every saturday as well so you know thank y'all so much for inviting us here we truly appreciate it i'm um, earnest man you know you're the only other earnest phd i know in the world so um, <laughs> So, man, I loved having you on our podcast, and I'm thankful that you invited us here. I wish I had, like, you know, more of my team here than, you know, we come in Next here time. and, and do time. our thing, man. But um, thank you, bro. I really appreciate you. Absolutely. And I'm excited that you were here. And, and if you guys haven't gone to MTMV Sports, pod, the, the, their network is fantastic. I've been on there. We did a, a draft together, a mock draft together. And he's been on, uh, Rick's been on our show a couple of times. Um, and before we, we segue off, just got, I have to, you know, drop the sponsor in, right? So this trivia night wouldn't have been possible without SATX rated. That is our affiliate in the San Antonio area. They rate all the hottest venues. They give you uh, opportunities to win uh, sports venue tickets. I mean, you, you name it, they got to follow them on all social platforms. It could be an, uh, uh, you know, SATX rated coming to New Orleans. It could be a SATX rated coming wherever you live. So just keep a lookout for that as well. Um, and we are going to wrap things up together and, and hold on, hold on. I'm getting an interruption here for our final segment. That is right. Let me do introductions for the man of the hour and the perfect timing. <laughs> That's right, folks. Last from Boston, slightly biased, very own and co-host of Smack Talk, our general of the Blue Collar Media Group, at Reisner underscore Steven, the great Steve Reisner. You're on, on mute, Steve. <laughs> Come mute, Steve. Steve, <laughs> come on. I've been waiting for this dude. We can yeah. hear you now, Steve. Hey, there we All go. Right. All right. Let, let this fucking train pass, and then we'll do off. <laughs> <laughs> Never fails the general Steve Reisner. I told them you might make the appearance, and you made it, but we're going right into your segment. So it was going to be weird of us just hearing dead silence. <laughs> You also missed that, that Miles just dropped a heartbreaker to the Labster. Davis, Davis, our, our listener, beat Miles in a tiebreaker. 15th question. Ooh. Yep. There we go. All right. Well, Steve, do you have three terrible takes or are you making a cameo today? 
Uh, no, I, I, got, I got three. I'm going to recycle uh, some of last week's because okay. I missed last week as well. So, Hit us with three terrible takes. You're our final segment. All right. So the, the first one is it's just so bad that I wish I didn't have to say this out loud. Uh, there was somebody who was saying that um, Magic Johnson would, well, would just be Ben Simmons if he played today. And someone responded to that with Magic Johnson would be Draymond Green. Oh, man, that's terrible. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's a two-for-one bad take. Ouch. Like oh, oh, no. Penny Hardaway. That's a good one, Steve. Do I have to go into why Magic Johnson and Draymond Green are comparable? <laughs> no, I don't think so. I think, everybody's a little, I think everybody's just a little speechless because I don't know how somebody would put their name on that on Twitter. What was the ad again, Steve? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Nice dog bod. I had that uh, Antonio Gates is better all time than Rob Gronkowski. I honestly don't agree with this. I think he was a better receiving tight end. Obviously, he was a better blocker. But I'm even going to go with stats for you on this one. In 236 career games, Antonio Gates has four 1,000-yard seasons. He has four touchdowns, I think. No, uh, two... Two years or four years with double-digit touchdowns. Uh, yeah, two years with double-digit touchdowns and 15 games with eight-plus catches for 100-plus yards and one, one or more touchdowns. In 115 career games, Rob Gronkowski has five 1,000-yard seasons. He has four seasons with 10 or more touchdowns, and he has – 23 games with eight plus catches, 100 plus yards, and one plus touchdown. So the stats kind of just solved that one there for me. It, it did. I'll be honest, though, I was kind of surprised. I thought Antonio Gates had more accolades than that. Anybody else go on the side of, oh, well, that's kind of logical, and then just completely get debunked by Steve right now? No. Nope. I mean, Gronk has 79 <laughs> touchdowns. Like, a dude, if he would have played as long as Gates, like, we wouldn't even be discussing it. Gronk would be the best of all well, time. Okay. And with that uh, stat, Vaughn, you know the only player who caught more touchdowns since 2010 than Rob Gronkowski? The only player? Antonio Brown? Yep. That's a good, that's a good, that's a good answer. Yeah. So the only, so it was that Pittsburgh-New England connection we had yeah, going on. Yeah, it must have been. <laughs> So the only player that caught more touchdowns than Rob Gronkowski in the last 10 years was the best wide receiver in football? Yeah. 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 Gronk, I mean, and that's not even counting his playoff <laughs> statistics, too. Gronk's Rick's, playoff stats are ridiculous as well. Rick's dying over there. Rick, what do you guys say about that? Oh, we can't hear you, Rick. We can't hear you. 
Oh yeah, I muted my mic because I wanted to give Steve his full shine. But <laughs> but so you you take Gates and you put him in that system in New England, how they feature the tight end man, and he would do just as well. So I think. Oh, he don't no! I'm gonna stop you there. Don't get Steve started on the system. Oh yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Look, 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 look the first look, the first time I met Steve was actually on Twitter. We were debating something random. I think I forgot what I said about the Patriots, and then he just comes on, and then we going back and forth for like an hour. But um, so I understand, bro. I understand. I don't want to start with the system, but I gotta say it. I mean, Jesus, you take Antonio Gates and you and you put him in in a situation like that. I think he'll he'll do just as well. Well, I, I I'm not gonna say that Gates wouldn't have been successful in New England because I, I love Antonio Gates. I I have to say I love Antonio Gates. I think Gronk at his peak was so dominant of physically as an athlete. Hold on, another train. <laughs> this segment brought to you by Subway. Eat fresh. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just—I mean, like Gronk's 2011 season, he had 1,700. You know, he had 17, 17 touchdowns, like 1,400 yards. Yeah, his second like, season in the league, he had 17 touchdowns like that. He, he just—he couldn't be tackled. Um. So and, he got last, the, and he had the title. Yeah. Oh, wait, never mind. It's a different sport. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so my last take is actually not a Twitter take. This is actually a Facebook failure. <laughs> Facebook <laughs> failure, okay. <laughs> so this one is that uh, Tom Brady is not a great quarterback because he only won six Super Bowls in his 18 seasons. And a great quarterback would win way more than that in 18 years, right? <laughs> uh, so, like, I mean, just for instance, Peyton Manning, you know, he played 18 years in the NFL. He only won two of them. Peyton Manning sucked. That's a scrub. That's a, <laughs> and that's, a, that's a scrub, bro. That's a scrub. Yeah. I mean, Joe Montana, he had 13, 14 years in the NFL. He only won four? Wow. Garbage. Garbage. Oh, wow. That's just horrible. I mean, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Garbage. Twitter's the best. That's, just, that's terrible. <laughs> so Facebook failures and terrible Twitter Facebook takes. Twitter. Michael Jordan sucks too, dude. He's not a closer. He's just not a closer. Wait, so if a great player would win more than six uh, titles in 18 years, then what about LeBron James? I... He's horrible. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you, got, you guys are missing out here. There's a guy who played 21 season, goes by the name of Vinny Testaverde. Why is he got a ring, huh? Oh, yeah. Vinny. yeah, yeah Brett, I mean, Brett Favre, how long did he play for? I like the Tom Brady comeback there, Steve. I appreciate your segment. <laughs> That was Triple T's with Steve on our final segment of the night. I like to do one new thing. Uh, oh, Steve, you missed the surprise. This is our anniversary episode. One year ago was our first episode officially today. Yep. So congratulations, buddy. One of the originals. So congrats on that. Sorry, motorcycle's going by now. That's okay. <laughs> We're used to having Dre on the show too. All right. So I want to I start the new year with something different. I'm going to give everybody a sign-off. Uh, one sentence gesture, whether it's something in your specialty or a betting advice, or here's a player to look out for, or for, for Chris, you know, see you guys in three months, whatever it may be, 
you know, come out here and give your final sign off, Miles. I'm going to have you do your one liner. Fuck the Saints. <laughs> okay. Miles with fuck the Saints. You know what? I'm going to go to Rick next because of that. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Just. <laughs> oh, good, man. Um, 28 3. God bless. Chris, going to you next. Um, Ennis Cantor for twenty four seven champion. Oh yeah. Vaughn. Um, follow me on Twitter. If you're if you're doing a fantasy mock draft uh, in a dynasty league for the first time, I'm capping my experience on Twitter and pulling my picks. And uh, so far, Twitter doesn't agree with me. So hop on that bandwagon. Might as well. Leave it to Vaughn to self-promote. I, I completely love <laughs> yeah. it. Endorse it for the future. I have future. nothing else to promote. Lucas, I don't know if you're still with us. I see your name on there. Do you want to do a sign-off? Yes, sir. Um, Astros never won a World Series. Oh, my gosh. Ooh. That's one way to have your first and only episode. Steve Reisner. <laughs> <laughs> um, thanks for throwing me on the spot here. I'll go and do your job. Do your job with Steve Reiser. Davis, bring it up from the listeners, and then I'll do mine. Um, Oklahoma City Thunder, 2021 champs. Oh, yeah, God. all right, buddy. Oh, Ernest, I, I do want to add in there, the guy for CBS, my sign-off will be the guy for CBS that said Mika Fitzpatrick will not be a top 100 player and isn't. We'll be eating his words this year. That'll be my sign-off, actually. Okay. All right. We'll take that. Let's do my final sign-off. All of the individuals on here are podcasters, writers, and contributors for the Blue Collar Media Group, except for Rick. If you want to be part of the family, don't forget, you can join and I and DM or IM or send a messenger over to Steve Reiser and myself, and we will get you onto the show. We'll let you be a part of the action, just like Davis here. And Lucas, you can have all sorts of ways to be a part of ITO and any part of the Blue Collar Media Group Families podcast. Don't forget, hashtag ELM is Every Listen Matters, and it gives you a chance to be in the next trivia segment and to win that gift card for yourself as well. We want our show to continue and be a part of your everyday and lives and Friday mornings going forward. So spread the word and give us a listen because that's how we continue to spread and grow. I was your host, Ernest Silva, at the Sport Gen. On behalf of everyone this morning, hope you guys have a great weekend. You've been listening to analysis from around the NFL and NBA on the Sports Genes Into the Lab podcast. Send your questions on www.thesportgene.com or on the Anchor app and Follow the Sports Gene on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Overtime Heroics today.